program is about bringing up controversial subjects and a series of quests for strange horrors. It feels good. Guidance is internal. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity. Do not think there are things in this universe which you cannot understand and which are true. Like the father who abandoned you when you were 12, we're back! We've returned to your speakers without explanation or apology, and just like your long-lost father, we don't know how long we'll be staying. But we're here now, so let's make the most of it. With Russia's invasion of Ukraine in full swing, it seemed like a great time to dust off some doomsday predictions and see what the future holds. And speaking of imminent apocalypses, if you were wondering what to wear after World War III settles in, we've got you covered. All that, plus we'll discuss this week's What in the Weird news in our second half. So with all that uncomfortable exposition out of the way, welcome to another episode of Far Off Topic. I'm your host, Fiasco Jones. I'm joined by Tiwi from her crafting slash situation room one mile below the surface of the earth. And because he's too old to enlist, but never too old to complain, I'm also joined by Steven Jackson, AKA Jax, AKA Mr. Glasses. And just like that, we're here. How you guys been? Hey. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> good. Not bad. Pretty good. Pretty good. Not bad. Yeah. Can't complain. Yeah. Uh, I guess let's move into this then. Um, we're going to start off with our pop question. So, Tiwi, because you you are the one that are, is kind of the scion of all things pop, because, uh, I don't know, your okay. brain's melted just the wrong way. Um, recently, Julia Fox and her sexual partner mistake named Kanye West were spotted sporting what new fashion statement? Are you talking about their denim, like full denim getups? Uh, maybe. Do you know the name? I'm looking for a name. Oh, a name. The, what's the name of this new fashion? Like, you know, the flannel bullshit was the dr- the grunge and and then there's oh, other I fashion. Terrible. I don't know what you call it. Jax, do you want to take a, a guess? No, nope, no idea. No, it's not normcore. You, you got half of it right with the core. Okay. <laughs> dystopia core. Oh, sweet. Dystopia. Core. That's, yeah, dystopia that's a thing core. Now it is. It is like all the kids want to dress like Mad Max now. Nice. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't I guess understand our the kids. Is finally, fashion forward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, taking inspiration from dark cinematic fantasies such as The Matrix Resurrections and Dune. Why do they say Matrix Resurrections when that's like the latest and shittiest one? But either way, whatever. Uh, Dystopia Core comes as we approach the third year of pandemic living. Dystopia Core, which is in direct opposition to dopamine dressing, which I... Did any of you know what, what dopamine dressing was? No. Okay, no. Yeah. Well, uh, that is when you wear overtly fun clothes to help lift your mood. Mm. Um, so dystopia core can be seen as the next step of grunge and goth revivals to somebody. Um, dystopia core can also be seen on TikTok, where the DIY trend is draping thinly textured clothes over one another to create an angular, futuristic look, uh, which has been gaining popularity. Also nicknamed uh, Avant Apocalypse. Um, it's, it's gaining a massive uh, hashtag following, you know, as hashtags go. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> isn't that fun? That sounds, sounds cool. amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to like wearing people wearing like catcher's yeah. knee pads and buckles like, that don't do anything. <laughs> you know, swinging around baseball bats all the time. 
Yeah, that would be the full commitment to Avant yeah. Apocalypse. It's, it's the really just taking all your sports equipment, you know, taking off the the padding, just running around with that. I yeah, I want to see it. that in public. Yeah, me maybe too. I'll start I, it. Maybe I'll start it. But I'm too old. I mean, fashion and me just you know, it's it's a it's a bygone thing. Yeah, me too. I can't even try it. I mean, they're just yeah. like, oh no, the old man's doing it, and then people right. would just like the, the 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 fad would end. Exactly. <laughs> well, maybe you do need to do it. Then. <laughs> shut, shut your mouth. We need to nurture this. Um, okay. All right. So that, that was your pop question. And now it's time to talk World War Three. And I looked as he opened the sixth seal and behold, there was a great earthquake and the sun became as black as sackcloth. Judgment. Has anyone heard that uh, Russia invaded Ukraine? Was that? I'm so- that has, has anyone I heard, heard a little. Little bugaboo what? about that, yeah. Yeah, little tweeter. Well, I, I feel like I, I should take the pulse of the room right now as to whether or not I, any of you think we this will eventually is going to get us to that World War Three scenario, do you, or do you think that the NATO will stop short and just say, "All right, whatever, fucking it's Ukraine." We'll just shh, calmer, calmer heads will prevail. <sighs> Tiwi, hmm. you tell me. Like, do I think that NATO is going to get involved and help? Do you think this will escalate into a World War Three scenario? I think it may escalate only because Putin isn't the most rational person, and I wouldn't call him like a strategic thinker. So, <laughs> um, I think he's saying and doing all the things. Also, I think that just like he's kind of you know how teenagers uh, emulate and they basically like the school shooters like one school shooter and then like a week later you'll have another school shooter because they're like ooh, the attention i feel like he's like really loving the attention and he's just like soaking and basking in all of the coverage so i don't think he's just gonna like oh i got ukraine i'm done i think he's gonna keep going did you see that he threatened finland or, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I've seen that he's uh, escalating. He's very, he's kind of trying to bring back the whole Hitler vibe, which is interesting. Jax, what about you? What is your, uh, what was your take? Tiwi's interesting take there that that he's just uh, essentially trolling the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I generally agree. Like, I don't know that he's trolling the world, but I do think that I don't know. Maybe this is like a trial balloon to see what we do, and we didn't like pass the test so like i mean you know we we were talking about this before like what what would stop him from like laughing i don't think that there's much and and you know you made the point of that they're they're a nato member but if we're not willing to go into or at least take significant military action on the second largest country in europe we're not gonna Mm. Like people can't find, you know, most of these countries on a map. I don't know. I'm I'm extremely pessimistic about the next year or so. Uh, Yeah, I think I'm like down the middle on this one is that I feel like there's nothing really preventing him from just going ahead and reestablishing the old Soviet order, the old Warsaw Pact. Um, But at the same time, uh, I do think that there's a point where because like post-World War II, every leader knows to be a Churchill, not a Chamberlain. You know, they they know that what appeasement gets you and they also know what the court of public opinion will think of you 
if you appease the evil person. So I feel like at that with with that in mind, Putin may say, OK, you know what? Well, I got I got Ukraine, but I'd also like Moldova, all of Moldova. I just want that. And he'd go for it. Actually, I think the better scenario is that like, he says, OK, well, the Baltic states, those assholes, they left without permission. I'm taking them over. They are NATO states. And that's when I think the the rest of the world is like, OK, no, 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 no. This is not going to be Poland all over again. This is we're stopping it here. Well, this is this is it. And that's when things get things get really fucking messy. Um, but who knows if that'll happen or when that will happen. So uh, that's why we're going to talk doomsday predictions in the second half um, or the second block. Pivoting from that, though, what I think is interesting, speaking of what can what, what, what should Biden do? What are the politics of this? It's the fact that these Republicans now, they're really like biting at his nipping at his heels, like second guessing him every which way, which is natural for, you know, either the opposition party, they're the Republicans, they're going to Democrats can never do anything right. But the way they're how strenuously they are leaning into this pro uh, like Russia zeitgeist really has tones or it just reminds me of the american nazi party right before world war ii how they were like there's video or there's film of a whole ballroom filled with nazis and like what do you think this is in germany no this is actually america and i feel like the the republicans are really just like they're coming up to that line of like whose side are you fucking on you assholes i think they're definitely like they're on the fucking putin side they're pretty clear about that they a lot of the candidates that are running for office are kind of campaigning on putin Jax, you tell me uh what, what is your thoughts on that i was thinking the same thing i mean when when we were in the middle of iraq you know and the dixie chicks criticized george w bush like they got canceled um and i don't know that they've ever even like recovered from that but now it's just like fashionable to be like not only are we're going to criticize the president about his response, but also we're going to say like, we would rather be ruled by the adversary, which is, I never, I never thought that I would live to see the day when the right wing of American politics was rooting for Russia. Yeah, that is the, <laughs> that is the big, uh, it's very anti eighties. Yeah, it is like, what is what is what is Reagan up to these days? Like he would be so pissed off. He's he's turning in his grave. How far? Like like let's say JD Vance. He was like I think the day before the invasion, he was like tweeting out, it's like who gives a fuck about Ukraine? I don't care about Ukraine. I think we should be protecting our southern border, blah blah blah. And the next day, you know, there's bombing. Then there's of course Tucker Carlson who has been for months now um accusing biden as the sable saber rattling warmongering monster and then oh yeah okay putin yeah he's not only just taking donbass and the other regions he's taking he wants to clearly he's taking the whole fucking country do you think that these guys are gonna pay any kind of price no (laughs) no not even jdm no no do they ever i feel like they never have to pay a price like on the one hand, I would say absolutely they they will pay a price for it, and on the other hand, we have not seen them pay pay a price, price for anything at all. Like <laughs> I mean, they're revising what happened on January sixth to be like something like a you know legitimate Liberty political thing. protest. They don't yeah. give a shit. It is interesting to see them pivoting. Like some of them, like uh, like Holly, Josh Holly, are pivoting. And even Ted Cruz, uh, clearly they're they're trying to, you know, run for president. 
Um, and they're they're pivoting now from a uh, Biden is a warmonger who it just is is imagining this Russia threat to he's not doing enough. <laughs> he's weak, <laughs> he's weak on on Putin, yeah. and I do wonder if that's going to work uh, or not. Or if yeah, I don't know. I don't. It'll I, work. People have like the memory of you know, gnats. I feel like totally. You know, sound bites are just like oh that was yesterday. I don't even know what you're talking about. Totally, you are absolutely right. I mean, we're going to they're going to they're going to put Republicans back in power in the mm-hmm. in the in the Congress like that makes no sense. You're probably right. But I was thinking that, like, you know, because everyone was the Republicans were accusing Biden of wagging the dog. And uh, yep. but now that like there's an actual invasion and Biden has been right on all counts and uh <laughs> It kind of makes me wonder, like, well, will then he actually benefit from the quote unquote wagging the dog strategy? Because, yeah. you know, he didn't have to wag the dog. He actually was being honest. So that should gain him points. Right. Shouldn't shouldn't you uh, would think you would think you're right. People have made there's like these stickers now that are just going around the U.S. of Biden pointing and they put them on gas pumps. And it's like, I did that. Oh, right. Yes. I feel <laughs> like inflation. Yeah. I don't think that people can ever parse out reality. Well, no. I shouldn't say people. Certain people cannot Maggots. parse out reality. Maggots. Okay. <laughs> cannot parse out reality. And so no matter what he does, even if it was correct, they will right. flip on a dime and just say, nope. Right. They do. I mean, I think we're past that point of being able to have rational conversations. Yeah. The whole both sides nonsense. Like it's over. They don't want to hear it. No. And on that note, I kind of want to talk about one of Putin's interesting justifications for war with uh, with Ukraine. Oh, God. Uh, because it, it just struck me as like really left field. Um, and that's his, the fact that he uh, he's like, he's going to denazify Ukraine and he's accusing mm-hmm. Ukraine of essentially being run by Nazis. Did you guys follow this before? <laughs> Did you hear about any of that before the, I guess, his, his public address? No, but I, can, I totally understand why he's doing it because he's trying to engage the left in the U.S., and it's working because I can't tell you how many people on the left are like, there are Nazis in the Ukraine because, yes, there are neo-Nazis in the Ukraine, but there's also fucking neo-Nazis in the U.S. Right. And probably at the same rate per capita because we are fucking infiltrated with neo-Nazis post-Trump. So to say that that's any kind of actual justification or even was any part of the rationale is fucking ridiculous. But unfortunately, our left will fucking eat it up. Huh, that's interesting. I, where have you seen that on the uh, left news? Online, just like in groups that I'm in, like they're like, but yes, the there are Nazis. It's like, yeah, two things can be true at the same fucking time. Right. There are Nazis in the Ukraine. But their president right. is, Jew- uh, is also Jewish. It's like, yeah, right. their president is Jewish. He is not a fucking Nazi. This invasion has nothing to do with Nazis. Like, that's absurd. It's, I, I'm glad that you brought up the the how Putin really has it both sides because I mean, clearly Putin is not like a lefty, you know, like he he Mm-mm. hates gays, like you know that's why the the meme out there of calling him gay is so fun because it's like oh it's like that's like throwing holy water on a vampire, you know, it's like oh no don't call me gay, it's the worst thing, uh, but like and and he's you know a dictator, not what you would associate with liberals, but. Russia has been very, very adept at playing the U.S. and both sides. You know, they they, they give red meat to the Republicans where, you know, a lot of these guys are, you know, they, they see him as this paragon of the, the white ethno state. Meanwhile, you have uh, like news channels like RT, 
that are so finely tuned to the the dog whistles of the left. Like when I was younger, I didn't I didn't record I didn't even know what RT meant. I didn't really investigate it, but I was like, wow, these guys really are onto something. And then you mm-hmm. find out, oh yeah, no, no. <laughs> they uh <laughs> they're just weaponizing all those things <laughs> that uh that you've read and they're basically uh bas- creating dissent or in in the in the US mm-hmm. population. I thought it was very Again, to use Trump's phrase, that was a genius. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely his information campaigns work really well. And I don't know, I'm just almost you can anticipate the fucking invasion like we had in 2016 of the Russian fucking commenters online just like yeah. the like you could tell when they have a new message because it would just be like this onslaught of all these people saying the same thing but with different words. And it just fucking overwhelms you to the point where you're like, does anyone really like, is this what everyone thinks? And you start to get kind of like a little sad about the fact that everybody sucks, <laughs> but it's not even reality because it's like they're just drowning us out. And people don't, people can't parse that out either. People can't separate just a bunch of people saying bullshit that that's an intentional miss message. So people start to say, well, I saw this online and this is what people are saying. And then they spread that shit and it just fucking takes off. So I'm not excited for that because that's probably starting. Oh, yeah, that's already begun. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's the the information war. I will say I did find a really good strategy for it is in the morning, if you're reading news sites, if you ever read the comments, one strategy, just don't read the fucking comments. The other strategy is like, if you do read the comments, block every person who has the same message because you'll filter them out pretty quickly. And I filtered them out for like a week and it was like interesting because then the comments were actual people and it wasn't that, but it starts to fill up again. So you have to really be on top of it. That's weird because I actually like to hear what uh, Russian trolls. Have to yeah, say. I do because eventually that's going to become like the mainstream news. It's the same thing with mm-hmm. QAnon, you know. Um, even like David David Ike reptile bullshit that has come up from people. Some people, no, not people like saying that they believe it, but they'll come to me knowing that I I know dumb shit like that, and they'll mm-hmm. say, "What is that?" Like my uncle believes that the queen is a <laughs> reptile, like. Have you heard of that before? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I explained to them. But for most normies, this is like weird shit and they're not literate in conspiracy bullshit. And so they just, some people fall for it and some people are just completely confused <sighs> and baffled by it and just like, you know, dumbstruck by like, what's happening to the world? Uh, <laughs> but I do think that that's why I like to have I like to like, you know, keep my my like my, my hands in a few different pots to find out, oh, this is going to eventually come out in in the main news cycle as a, a thing and uh just knowing where it's where it's at it's i guess my own way of touching in with not reality your pulse on the, <laughs> the dystopian mis messaging yes yes because then I, I feel like i know where the, it's like where the water's rising you know <laughs> mm-hmm. i can feel the water rising up to my chin like oh is that i know where that's coming from it's this pipe down here by my foot um so yeah with that too, I also think that it's interesting because uh, we we talked a little bit about the fact that the right wing personalities are throwing in with Russia, and I find that very interesting too because, as I said, like uh, Russia has their hand in or, or is feeding kind of both sides. Well, it turns out that uh, 
Russia has also been bankrolling a lot of ultra-nationalist and far-right movements, um, mm. like religious fundamentalists and white supremacists, have hailed Putin as a white Christian crusader on a mission to restore traditional values. And <sighs> I wonder now that these sanctions, who knows how effective these sanctions will be, but I do wonder with that getting in the way, if the spigot will run dry for a lot of these right wing, like these Nick Fuentes types, you know, oh. that these groipers, um, if, if they're, you know, I'm sure they're getting tons of money from overseas, some strange dark money. And then if that starts dis- disappearing, I wonder if their, their voices will also get kind of cut off as well. Maybe there's a bright side to the war in uh, Ukraine. I mean, no. that'd be great if that were the case because that guy's a jack off. Um, but I don't think it will be the case. I mean, I, there are ways to avoid the, uh, payments, the payment problem. So, yeah, I feel like um, crypto's a thing. So <laughs> yeah, crypto's a thing. Um, so I, I, and I'm confident that he probably, and, and, and the room, he and the others probably get their payments via crypto or at least partially. That is interesting. Cause Russia has like banned it or did they actually go full, full, full steam on a banning or did they just say i think the finance minister said they should ban it i don't know if they actually did go for i don't know that. not sure yeah whatever so here's the question uh tiwi to you uh yeah. what are you doing to prepare for the war are you considering the pandemic had lots of people buying toilet paper and stocking up uh do you feel the need to stock up yet and second follow-up question uh what would that what would the trigger be for you to say, oh, shit, I've, I've got to we better make a sh- run to the store? I don't think we're going to stock up on anything um, because we still have stock supply. <laughs> <laughs> Mountains of toilet paper. <laughs> I have. We still are working through it. Yeah. Wow. You guys went fucking hard. OK. <laughs> we really didn't. I just don't think we use that much toilet paper. We overestimated the need. And then also, like, worst case scenario, we also bought one of those little, like, bidet things. So, uh, I'm, you know, I'm fine with just not having toilet paper. Um, also, we're just, we're a resourceful people. I just don't want to stock up on anything anymore. I'm fucking over it. And at this point, if it gets to the point where we're, like, we need food or something, I'm just going to be like, okay, I'm going to use this book I bought called The Front Yard Forager and just fucking eat shit out of my yard. Well, there you go. That, that's going full prepper, though. So but that's that's fine. That's fine. You know, actually, it's going not prepper. I'm like not prepping at all. Well, prepper slash uh, off the grid thing. They're they're they're, kind okay, of, they're yeah. married. Those are two married concepts. All right. Full scale war. Uh, U.S., NATO, yeah. Russia. You're like, nah, for I'm just going to forge berries in my yard. Pretty much. I mean, I've already started to accumulate seeds just like uh, what's his face from Microsoft. I forgot his fucking name. What is his name? Bill Gates. <laughs> There you go. Just like really? Bill Gates. Oh, you forgot yes. Bill Gates? Okay. I forgot his name. Hey. <laughs> Brain fog. No. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, did um, you buy them from Suicide Joe's Tactical Seed Preparedness? I did. Yeah. Oh, I got a good. really good deal. That's yeah, good. Good. He's a sponsor. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I know I get 20% off when I shop there. That's awesome. So, Jax, uh, to you, uh, have you prepared and what is the trigger to get you to start fucking being a man and preparing? Um, no, I haven't prepared. Um, and I think the trigger is if we saw something, um, stateside, you know, like a, like a power outage or something along those lines. Um, would you can't, would you count a, like a cyber attack with that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like a, a, a power outage that, that was from a cyber attack, something along those lines. 
I didn't even think of um, that. <laughs> that yeah. That's why you're going to die, Tiwi. <laughs> oh, man. I um, hate when the power goes out. <laughs> yeah, go buy a generator. Um, I would That's do that now. <laughs> and uh, and go buy guns. So also from you know what? Uh, Suicide <laughs> Joe's Gun Emporium. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really I actually news. did convince the the dude here that we should get guns. You have to. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Does he not want guns? Well, he actually grew up with guns all over the place. Like he's a he's a gunny, you oh, know, okay. which is why he's anti-gun actually cuz oh. yeah. But I did not. And although we did have guns, I guess. We went shooting every now and then. Yeah. But not like him. I never killed anything. Well, you got to get used to that cuz the yep. the reds the Red Americans, they're going to be... I think I yeah, could do it. Reds are coming. I feel like I could do it. Hey, are you guys listening? <laughs> I can do it. Oh, they, don't, you, <laughs> don't you even worry about it. I got you. I, I fully encourage you and the, the hubs to, to buy guns. Uh, it's, it's, it's the second plank of my Reconquista concept where I think libs really need to start getting in the program, arming up, and then moving <laughs> into red territory and staking... Uh, staking claims there mostly be for for uh, for the voting so that you can go to these districts where there's heavily red rural districts I mean they're, they're not held by a lot of people you know they're, they're, these are these rural districts are held by like 500 people you know in some cases you move a few more fucking you move 600 libs into those areas you fucking take that house seat and uh, guess what you you change the entire dynamic of the house you you crush the minority rule um, of the Reds, and you got something, but you're gonna have to bring your guns because eventually they're gonna figure out the reconquest is happening and try to like burn you out of your house. Um, so just be wary. But that's the second plank. So yeah, fully agree. Do you think that because you know how a lot of people moved throughout the U.S. because of the pandemic and being able to work remote and no longer having to come into the office? Because I know that there's been like this whole move to like take over little towns just because they're cheap. Right. Do you think that'll we haven't seen how that's going to play out like in elections? Do you think it'll have any impact? Well, it would if that was as big of a movement as I think we suspect it is or we think it is or imagine it is. Um, because I know that my former employer had an opportunity to kind of pivot toward that. And they just said, no, our cultures are all about having office space. And I think my new employer is great because they're like like. I'm the only one that like me and a handful of people are the only ones that go to the office. Everyone else is remote. Everyone, the entire company is remote. That's hundreds of people. So that's interesting. But a lot of these people are in major cities. They're in blue cities, but you're right. It's the same concept of if these people have opportunities to colonize these other red, these little tiny cities and, yeah. That would be great. And that's what I'm pushing for. That's the, all the, what the Reconquista is all about. It's about taking red territory from the reds and uh, burning the house down. Saying, guess what? You don't get to rule anymore. You lost that privilege. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this labeling them as the reds. Yeah. They're the reds. <laughs> because seriously, mm. like they are currently the goddamn reds. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and they're earning it with their their love of Putin. They've definitely exactly. like they're they're leaning into it. So like, call them what they are. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're the Reds. So we're we're gonna leave this part. But I just want a, a nice little bit of just I don't know hopeful news. After news of Russia's invasion of Ukraine spread, pagans and witches joined thousands of other faith leaders in praying for peace and for strength. 
Ballard, an Asheville-based witch and priestess, shared her personal prayer and a photo of her altar, welcoming others to join her in holding space for the Ukrainian people. Um, so guess what? The witches and the pagans are on it. They're praying along with the heathen Christians um, yeah. and other, other faith practices. So I, I think that it's over. I think that they're going to win. I think that they Ukraine's will. safe. You're right. I'm on witch talk, and I got to say... <laughs> It's interesting. It's an interesting place to be. I've learned so many really gross things that witches do. <laughs> I had no idea existed. Oh. So what kind of black magic is happening in the desert outside of Ridgecrest, California? One TikToker has uncovered something very unsettling. Oh, God. We'll talk all about it in our reality <laughs> testing segment at the end of the show. But first... We'll don our doomsday hats and revisit the apocalyptic prophecies of internet legend John Teeter. After nearly two decades, the crazy predictions might just be coming true. We will sift through the world lines and discover the truth after the break. Red alert, patriots! It's time to stand and be counted in the fight for liberty! As you've seen on liberal-run propaganda media, Biden is fighting a war of aggression against the Christian saints of the Russian Federation. Don't be fooled by Democrat lies. Democrat mobs will be invading your small town any day now. So now is the time to stock up on your survival essentials before they start their takeover of God's Red America. To help families across this blessed nation, we are now offering monthly subscriptions to our Tactical Airdrop program. Each package contains a massive assortment of survival supplies and warfighting material. It's super easy to sign up, and it's a great way to get peace of mind for the catastrophes ahead. Whether the coming storm with Suicide Joe's monthly Tactical Airdrop subscription and tell Biden to rot in hell. By pledging your support, you're guaranteed to see the day when the evil Ukrainian Nazi menace is defeated and God reigns once again in America. Sign up right now and live! So... Clearly, this new war between Russia and Ukraine, it triggered a memory of when Tiwi, you oh, called gosh. me one night about this mysterious uh, internet prophet. I remember you were very panicked. Um, I was on psych meds and I've later discovered that I can't take psych meds because I don't metabolize them correctly. Jesus. Well, apparently that gave you some <laughs> great insights into. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I honestly, mean, so, it did. Oh, it, it opened a good a, one. It opened a new door to me. Like I like I was actually jealous is that <laughs> you discovered some new odd corner of the world that I'd never even heard of. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So. Maybe you would like to take us take us off from there. Um, do you recall this? Do you remember this call? No, I don't recall the call, but I do remember discovering John Titer, Teeter, whatever the hell. Yeah. So what about that? When, when did you discover it and what about it just <laughs> stuck with you? <laughs> so mental illness is real. And I just want to like highlight that, <laughs> that I was getting over. Actually, it all ties into the Ukraine, quite frankly. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. 
Yeah, because my friend lived in the Ukraine and mm. it was so racist and horrible that she ends up taking her life, which then spiraled me into a deep, dark depression, which no, I thought led she to me. went to India and they she were- did after leaving the Ukraine. Oh, because they were racist. They moved to the Ukraine for like almost a year. And then, yeah, they were super racist to the point, like really overtly racist. So then they went to India to get away, dropped out of the Ukraine college in Kiev and Kiev, they wouldn't give them their money back. And so they went to India where it's really cheap. And then she took her life. But either way. Well, actually, I feel like uh, you just kind of gave Putin like no. credit. I mean, they, they, they weren't neo-Nazis. They were just racist. Just oh, regular <laughs> run of the mill racists. They oh, were the okay. professors at the school. Like it was literally just like it's so ingrained there. Well, that's what a. Okay. Yeah. All right. Go Anyways. Ukraine. I hope Ukraine wins. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying they're good people. I'm just saying they don't deserve what's happening. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Anyway, so I was depressed. And then I started taking medication that my doctor prescribed, which made me fixate on things. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So then, I don't know, I was searching the web one day and somehow I don't recall how I stumbled across this dude who said he was from the future <laughs> and he was warning people about like things that were coming up and it all sort of resonated with me at the time. And I was like, Oh my God. And then he gave like all the prescribed ways to prepare. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And I remember downloading and like printing the whole thing out. And I printed copies for all of you. <laughs> and I was very like, Oh my God, I got to get this to them. Cause this is so important. Um, but you know what? All of those advice was actually pretty sound. I'm going to say it was pretty good advice. So, yeah, before we get into that, let's just get a little background here. So on November 2nd, 2000, the first online post by the individual who would come to be known as John Teeter was posted to the Internet. Teeter claimed to be a man from the future sent to the past to retrieve an IBM 5100, which was an ancient portable computer from 1975. His specific instructions on what he was there to accomplish and what society would look like in his version of the future kicked off a frenzy of investigation and speculation that has lasted for nearly two decades. In this age of disaster, uh, I thought it would be a great time to revisit uh, some of these things. And like you said, like the the preparedness, I want to talk about that a little bit later, but I, I really want to get into what exactly he was saying and why I, I feel like there's some some eeriness to it. And who knows? Maybe, maybe John Teeter was onto something. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not. Uh, so I'm going to play you a clip. Dear Art, I had to fax when I heard other time travelers calling in from any time past the year 2500 AD. Please let me explain. Time travel was invented in 2034. Offshoots of certain successful fusion reactor research allowed scientists at CERN to produce the world's first contained singularity engine. Now, for the future, you might want to know about. 1. Y2K is a disaster. Many people die on the highways when they freeze to death trying to get oh to warmer weather. 2. The government tries to keep power by instituting martial law, but all of it collapses when their efforts to bring the power back up fail. Three, a power facility in Denver is able to restart itself, but is mobbed by hundreds of thousands of people and destroyed. 
This convinces most that maybe we shouldn't bring the old system back up. Four, a few years later, communal government system is developed after the Constitution takes a few twists. China retakes Taiwan. Israel wins the largest battle for their life, and Russia is covered in nuclear snow from their collapsed reactors. That was uh, Art Bell. Uh, if you don't know who Art Bell is, uh, you need to educate yourself. Fuck off. No, yeah. <laughs> so that was Art Bell reading uh, from the very first John Teeter message that was sent via fax from way back in, uh, this is a recording from 1998. Uh it was after this that Teeter would appear on a time traveler forum and fill out the rest of the mythos. And, and clearly he also edited the mythos uh, because he went on to say that, what's that? I don't remember some of that. Well, that's the thing is that that was 1998 and he disappeared for a while and then came back in like 2001 and then started mm-hmm. filling stuff in. And he said that um, well, he talked about these things all like world lines invoking the many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics, whereby events from this, his timeline may differ from our own. Uh, his descriptions have been interpreted, interpreted as predictions and compared with historical events since 2001. So Teeter's predictions were of an upcoming civil war in the United States having to do with quote unquote order and rights. He described it as beginning in 2005 or 2004 with civil unrest surrounding the presidential election of that year This civil conflict that he characterized as having a Waco type event every month that steadily gets worse would be pretty much at everyone's doorstep and erupt by 2008. As a result of the war, the United States would split into five regions based on various factors and differing military objectives. This civil war, according to Teeter, would end in 2015 with a brief but intense World War III. You need to throw in a little World War III, right? Mm -hmm. Um... Teeter was vague as to the exact motivations and causes for World War III. Uh, at one point, he characterized the hostilities as being led by border clashes and quote-unquote overpopulation. He also pointed to the contemporary conflict between Arabs and Israelis as not a cause, but rather a milestone that precedes a hypothetical World War III. Teeter claimed that... Uh, uh, so, But he also said that, yes, the Everett Wheeler model of quantum physics, better known as the Many Worlds Interpretation, was correct, and according to Teeter, this caused a time stream to form because of his time travel. So he created an alternate time world, essentially, and uh, that's where we essentially are today. And so my conjecture is that he basically came back, and this is other people say it on the forums, they say that he actually came back, and instead of letting Y2K destroy the (laughs) Earth, as he predicted, he actually said, he actually fixed it, he went ahead and fixed it, and so he he how he d- we we don't know how he just did because he's from the fucking oh. future and he knows how to fix yeah. it. Uh, so he, had his he IBM. yeah he had his IBM, <laughs> um, okay. and he basically he thought well you know well, this this will give him at least a head start this will help them for a way but all he really did was he offset everything by twenty years so twenty twenty four is going to be the beginning of our civil war, Dark Age 2024. Mm. And then, obviously, that's what, so soon after that, will be our, our third world war. So there you go. I think John Teeter's back in the game. I think he's back in the game. Jax, what are your thoughts? Um, no. Uh, probably not. <laughs> Shut I mean, your goddamn mouth. <laughs> it would be awesome if he was. Like, I, I think that's a good way to... This is what's so great about John Teeter. 
like he could be grossly incorrect and um the excuse that he came back and fixed it is like perfect right like perfect of course he's incorrect because he fixed it he's a time traveler (laughs) what's wrong with you people uh exactly and he uh at the time i remember when t was was telling me about him and his predictions and what he was saying it it very much sounded like this guy someone from the 90s with all the concerns of 90s conspiracy culture um just kind of venting into the internet and just like, you know, black helicopters war with Russia because Russia is essentially a crypto Soviet state still. Um, they're going to emerge. And of course, you're going to have like, you know, reds versus blues in the United States, um, you know, hashing it out once again, because those are all things that were still kind of fantasies. They're, they're the dark fantasies of the of the fringe world. So I remember when she said that to me, when I, when I heard about this, I was like, oh, I'm very dismissive because like, no, like we're right, right now, like we're going to go to war with Russia. Like, how is that going to happen? Like we have yeah. a great relationship with Russia right now. Like, that's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then dun, dun, dun. Uh, here we are. Here we are. Putin has revealed himself as a crypto Soviet monster. Uh, and, and yeah, and 2024 is coming up and that's when the dark ages will begin for the United States. I did see a thing on TikTok that some lady was saying that we're very close to time travel. Uh, oh, I yeah. I mean, she's got to be true. That, that, that has <laughs> it's got to be true, guys. It was on TikTok. It's on so. your phone. Like, you can see it on your phone. <laughs> yeah. So. so I'm just I'm just going to say, you know, that's not that 2034, right? Yeah. Yeah. If everything's offset by 20 years, it's going to be like 2050. Ugh. So. So. Yeah. John Teeter, um, you might remember you and I used to live in the same apartment building. And yes. I remember sitting on your porch smoking cigarettes one night and said, and I brought up John Teeter and you're like, oh, my sister really believes in that shit. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you were QAnon before QAnon existed, Tiwi. <laughs> you were a QAnon casualty. <laughs> And we laughed and laughed. <laughs> She's so dumb. Oh. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I guess not, Tiwi. I guess really you were onto something because Teeter's real. Yeah, she uh, was the one. She was the one who was right the whole time. So yeah, showed you. I would like to. Let, do you remember any of the preparations? What did What did Teeter say about preparing <sighs> for the end of the world? I do remember, like obviously planting. Like you're gonna do like community gardening, and I remember getting a bike was like a thing. Um. Yeah, I don't remember a lot of it, honestly. I'll admit I tried to dig. I dig it, dug through. There's actually JohnTeeter.com where it has all like the timeline of his stuff and lots of clips mm-hmm. of his stuff. It's a lot. He wrote a lot of shit, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my god, I can't, I can't read through all this. I'm just looking for like, what does he say? What are the, what are the life saving preparedness techniques that I need to know? And they're just yeah. buried somewhere. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm gonna die. Gonna be one of the skulls. I think it's all just the same old like kind of stuff though. Like have a bike. I, oh, ham radio was one of them. Um, because that was being used to communicate with other people that were I don't know like safe or some shit. Um, and I I looked at possibly getting into that, but then I was like, this fucking sucks. I don't want to do it. <laughs> but honestly, oh, I've lately I have thought about like. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. 
TV and our ham radio. <laughs> <laughs> what a fun culture you would have discovered. <laughs> okay, now I'm like, you guys are making me want to do it. Okay, yeah, go ahead and do it. <laughs> You'd actually be making Art Bell very, very happy. He was a, a huge ham radio fan. Ham radio so, yeah, guy. He was like, like he had a, a guest, like the, the, the greatest ham radio guy. I mean, I worked in radio, so I feel like I could, uh, I don't know, I could do nothing. I don't know. It was all automated. <laughs> Yeah, see, there we go. No, no ham radio for you. You know what? We're going to listen to another clip of a time traveler. Let's get mm, your thoughts okay. on this. Uh, Jameson, when are you from? I'm from the year 2035. What are you doing here? Well, what I can tell you is that I'm speaking to you from the year 2035 through a vortex. Oh, you mean you are not in my time? I'm in the year 2035 as we're speaking. Right Harvard. now? Yes, sir. Oh, that's excellent. What has changed when you are? All I can tell you is President Clinton, he's probably the last elected president. If, if history doesn't change with this phone call, he will be the last elected president you ever have as a people. And the, the overthrow, the world power, and the, and, the, and the mass integration of the peoples dissipates through all sorts of, of, of... I'm just learning about these things in my classes. I'm having such a hard time. It's history to me. But today it's so much more oppressed. The, the way things are, like not even love is is real anymore. It's just so controlled. Well, there you go. Uh, see, look at that. Bill Clinton was out good. the gate, though. He got that <laughs> first one right because, I mean, the first president after Clinton was not actually a white <laughs> Womp womp. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Like he, he, I think he probably messed up in that because he was like. I'm just learning about this stuff uh, in my it's history in my history class. Yeah, well, yeah. I I did some uh editing cuz he actually is pretty terrible as an actor. Uh mm. there, he's trying to go for this like there's this very legendary Art Bell um call-in of this guy who's flying to Area 51 and he just yeah. it just goes into like histrionics and just about the, the they're going to get me, they're going to kill me. So I'm doing something very illegal and blah blah blah. And that's legendary. And the guy, he really sells it. Like, people are just, when they hear it, they're like, oh, God, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> you could tell that old Jameson was trying to really tap into that energy, but just didn't have it. Like, you know, he didn't no. he didn't do enough improv no. or whatever. No acting love class. No. anymore. <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, love's gone. Love's dead. Um, and the whole, the I just love the fact that, like, these guys can't, they couldn't think outside of that immediate moment. Because at that time, mm -hmm. uh, Clinton was just getting dis deposed about the Monica Lewinsky stuff. Um, so, like, you know, and one world government was huge. Like, the evil one world government was huge. So, there were a lot of them come, came back with that. Um, and also Y2K. That was the other thing. Y2K was two years away. So, everyone was like, Y2K is going to kill us all. It's, that, that's just, it's, it's simple. And then we're going to rise up from the ashes and God knows what. Um, I'm gonna play you one more. This one actually is funny. Keeping in mind, keeping in mind, uh, what we just talked about, and we just heard from Jameson too. Here, okay, great. All right, uh, once again to my time traveler line. You're on the air. Hello. Yeah, this is Ed, and uh, but I'm from the year 2041. 2041. Yes, to stop the one world order. I'm here on a mission from the government. From the government. So you're actually a government employee. Yes, of the year 2041. Okay. What kind of government do we have in the year 2041? We have a one world order, and we are here to make sure 
Bill Clinton is thrown out of office, so he does not become the leader of the world. Then we should discuss perhaps the nature of time. You're suggesting you can come back here and affect things. Yes, our, our government's done that. Uh, by having Bill Clinton tossed out of office. We're trying to. By uh, what, whatever means, huh? We're t trying to prevent a world war. Is your oh leader God. Ken Starr? Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, your leader is Ken Starr? <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> he was definitely having fun with this guy. Uh, because he's like... Cause, Clearly, Art was uh, is a bit of a sci-fi buff. You, you could probably just assume that from his radio show. Um, so this guy like was saying, "Oh yeah, I'm coming back to time to change the history to 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 make our history perfect." And it's like that's stupid because you know at this point everyone knows that like you're creating like a grandfather grandfather paradox. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. So people have long abandoned this idea that you just go to the future, go to the past to change the future. So Art was clearly like bullshit. The second thing about that, because I listened to it a couple times now, uh, he's a man from the government, the one world government, and the government sent him back in time to kill Bill Clinton to destroy the one world government. So I'm like, the guy didn't exactly. even think that. <laughs> Grandfather oh paradox. <laughs> also, Bill Clinton would be like 94. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's because I'm sure by then they have uh, anti-aging, you know, all that adrenochrome. He's just eating all okay. those children. I feel like it'd be kind of easy to take him out. I'm just saying. Like yeah. 94. Yeah, you never. You'd I mean, be surprised. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Cholesterol has uh, been handily beaten by old Bill Clinton. That's true. <laughs> Didn't he go <laughs> vegan? Multiple heart attack. That was a really good call. I'm, I, I really wish. I really miss old Art Bell. So, yeah. That was a good call. Complete tangent. I have actually, when I'm at work editing, um, I listen to old Bart Bell shows from like the beginning. So I'm, I'm in 1995 right now <laughs> and uh, just moving my way up. Uh, so yeah, it's fun. It just takes me back. All right. No more doom and gloom. Let's talk fun apocalypses. Uh, you guys would be happy to find out that King County, well, Jack's probably not. Uh, Tiwi, this is for you. King County appears to be one of the best places to weather a certain kind of disaster, a zombie apocalypse. The analysis by Lawn Love, which is just a lawn care company uh, who, I don't know, had a lot of time on their hand. They based this on a comparison of 200 of the largest cities in the U.S. across 23 metrics, including the percentage of the population in good health, the number of military bases and hospitals in the region, the proximity of marinas and ports, and the accessibility to outdoor gear and weapons. The analysis shows the Pacific Northwest would likely fare well with Bellevue, Vancouver, and Seattle placing among the top 10 cities. Portland I'm like also right in the middle of that. <laughs> well, too bad. I mean, oh, wait, you're Bellevue, right? No, no Bellingham. No, he's Bellingham. Oh, yeah. See, I don't know where yeah. fucking Bellevue is. But regardless, you're not Bellevue. You're <laughs> Bellingham. So fuck it. You're dead. Uh, Portland also fared pretty well, coming in at 11th. an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, look at that. You guys in the Northwest, uh, you guys just by just, I don't know, you're, you're prepared. Well done. Also, in a side note, so uh, can, hold well, on, hold on, yeah, hold on. Yeah. Has he like not have, well, whoever did this, have they not dealt with Seattle traffic? Like, oh, God. Zombie I, apocalypse, they, everyone's fine. I don't even think Seattle traffic's that bad. You sound like such oh a person not from Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, here's the thing. And you sound like a person from Seattle who's never driven. 
I don't feel like we have that bad of traffic. Have you driven in LA? Oh yeah, that is terrible. I mean, not to be like a cliche, but like fuck LA and that traffic. Like they drive like psychos. They drive like 85 miles an hour on the freeway. No, they're tailgating not. No one is driving 85 time. miles per hour in LA. They can't move more than five miles per hour on the freeway. It's no, just, they just... do. When you have, I used to live there and in the morning when you're going to work, it goes, People go super fast when there aren't like giant grids, which actually happens. And then immediately you have to hit the brakes because it just stops. I'm just going to say that uh, you go uh, when I'm driving to to Seattle to like a Mariners mm-hmm. game or whatever. And my yeah. map says you have like 1.6 miles and it's 45 minutes. That is not good traffic. To answer Jack's question, though, uh I would have loved to look at the 23 metrics that Lawn Love includes in their analysis, but mm-hmm. big but their website <laughs> <They're> proprietary. <laughs> well, no, it, like you can't log on to that link. Like they, they, you can't find it. I even went to the Lawn Love website; it's gone. Uh, so oh. I think someone's trying to to suppress this information. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. they are. So I think that yeah, have you the, looked the, at the government. I think it's actually part of the Agenda 45. I think that the Omega strain is going to be a, vo- a zombie strain that's going to kill all the Reds. Mm. It's going to take over the, the unvaccinated Reds, and they're going to turn into zombies. And that's that's what the Omega strain is, and Lawn Love figured it out. So that's all I can say. <laughs> Such an idiot. <laughs> with, with that, if all that doom and gloom gots you down, we have the perfect palate cleanser alleged occult rituals carved into the California desert. They've been revealed by a wily internet sleuth and we'll share all the details in our reality testing segment at the end of the show. But first, we will discuss all the best stories of High Strangers from the past week. We'll be talking about the latest Epstein death, AI detectives and masking conspiracy masterminds, a a military UFO chase over Hawaii, and much much more. Jesus! In our What in the Weird segment after the break. Tiwi's enthused! How, how many topics do we have? Now for your weekly KTLU Community Bulletin. Oren Mandel Jessup will be reading from his latest travel journals for this week's Junior Reading Club at the Pahrump Community Library. Jessup will be reading about his most recent voyage through the legendary gateway below the shadow mountains that leads into the hollow earth children are free to attend. There will be a grand opening celebration for this strange and sundry oddity store this Friday and Saturday. The shop specializes in psychic readings, tarot, astrological charts, exorcisms, witch and or ghost bottling, demon hunting, and much, much more. Plus, they have a fully stocked arcane library for anyone interested in occult research. Everyone is welcome and festivities will begin at 3am with a purification ceremony followed by donuts and coffee for all who attend. The store is located at 1360 Nevada Highway 372 right next to the Farnata Italian style pizza and the Dollar Tree. The Nye County Sheriff's Office is warning residents to stay alert in and around the area near the Perm Valley Speedway due to a series of alarming incidents of young men being lured into the desert by an as yet unknown person or persons. 
the sheriff is encouraging all residents in the area to observe a voluntary 10 p.m. curfew and cautioning them to ignore anyone knocking on their doors after nightfall claiming to be a dead relative. Anyone with information on the luring incident is also encouraged to call the sheriff's office. And that's been this week's Community Bulletin brought to you by this station and Von Daniken Funeral Homes. Live life to the fullest. We'll take care of the rest in peace. Only on KTLU Perump. Who's in the mood for some weird news? Let's start it off. What in the weird? Uh, modeling agent Jean-Luc Brunel, who was close to disgraced U.S. financier Jeffrey Epstein, was found dead in his French jail cell. He was being held there while authorities investigated allegations of the rape and sex trafficking of minors, according to the Paris prosecutor's office. Brunel's lawyers suggested that he, too, killed himself. In a statement that described his distress at his incarceration and his repeated requests for a provisional release from the prison. Uh, so we have, it looks like, another number in the Epstein body count. Um, Jax, what do you think? Is this, I mean, is this cover up becoming too obvious at this point? I was going to make a joke. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I do think that uh, it's, it's, it's painfully obvious that this is like the new world order. Um, <laughs> you know, trying to cover their tracks. Yeah, yeah. they're oo- they're oofing the, the 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 rats. You know. Yep. Exactly. Did you guys hear about the the Madoffs? 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 What, what about the Madoffs? The Madoffs that there was a murder suicide last week. No, really. Mm, the yeah. uncle, brother, somebody, one of the Madoffs and his wife. Is it possible that these are connected? Yes, definitely. One hundred percent. I think we're just we're if you say more another thing we've connected dots we'll connect all mm-hmm. the dots. Madoff's sister and her husband. Oh, there we go. Definitely connected. Definitely connected. And they do they have a suspect? Um, it was a murder suicide. Oh, so yes, suicide. Yeah. they do have a suspect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of those two. <laughs> Which of them was forced to take a pill? Oh, I don't know. Oh. Mm. Secret what cyanide color pill. was the pill? Red. Mm. <laughs> Red. All right. It looks like we've, we've mined this one for all it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Staying on theme of, you know, obvious conspiracies, the New York Times shared the findings of two independent teams of forensic linguists who claim they've identified Paul Ferber, a South African software developer who was one of the first to draw attention to the conspiracy theory of QAnon as the original writer behind Q. They say Arizona congressional candidate Ron Watkins also wrote under the pseudonym, first by collaborating with Ferber and then later taking over the account when it eventually moved to the to post on his father's 8chan message board. Um, so. Reading through the rest of the article, it's it kind of talks about like how you know convincing this this end analysis is. Um, other people who've used this type of AI software to kind of like determine writing um, say that's all legit. And I guess they punched in a shit ton of like different like uh, Ferber writings and Rockin, Watkins writings, and the machine was able to determine which ones like okay yeah this is Watkins this is Ferber, and it was able to do that every single time. So. Um, 
so yeah, that's interesting. But it's also not particularly, I don't know, like, wow. Uh, because if you watch the documentary Into the Storm, that's essentially what their conclude with the with the documentarian's conclusion was as well. I, I feel like they caught uh, him in basically admitting it, um, and and he backtracked fairly quickly uh, in the documentary. But yeah, I mean, it, it painfully obvious from my perspective that it's him. Do you think this changes anything for the Q? No, the devoted Q follower, uh, or or are they? S- completely past the 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 need for their figurehead all you have to do if you're like the new q person is just be like yeah we agreed that we would pass this off i don't know like you could just make up whatever if you're like it doesn't even sound like it's that hard these people believe all kinds of crazy shit like they believe people live on mars so i don't think it's that hard yep i completely agree like they just it doesn't matter it can Don't be believe that guy is like JFK yeah, Junior. <laughs> yeah, they keep thinking that JFK Junior is alive for Christ's sakes. Oh yeah, but that like did the happen. Guy that looks like him <laughs> doesn't look like him at all. Doesn't it's look like, like him at he's all. A weird guy. He's like shorter. Did you guys follow that? We were while we were on our hiatus. Did you follow the uh, what was going on in Dallas? How they thought? Yes. Oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> that was insane. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed that very much. So, and I really, really wish that I could have been there. But I mean, and the weird thing is, that there's still people there. And speaking of figureheads, um, that guy, I think it, I can't remember what his actual real name is, but I think he goes by like negative forty eight. Is his like Twitter handle? And he's essentially formed a cult because he took mm-hmm. all the kind of like weird. The, I mean, there's a there's a part of Q that's fairly like uh, Tom Clancy, and it's very like you know spy thriller type. QAnon bullshit and then there's another part that's like oh really just out there in you know time travel um who else is alive uh Robin Williams <laughs> like like, like it's, it's it's this whole thing and they're going to they're eventually going to show up and like resurrect from the dead and they, oh yeah JFK himself is also alive and he's he oh. was going to he was they actually believed that he was actually going to come oh, yeah. and hand trump the presidency through like, I don't know the the power of dead presidents like just say here you go just that, that part just amazes me. And I just, I love hearing about those people and their, their thought process for whatever reason. It just like, just intrigues me. Um, so yeah. So yeah, Q, I feel like, yeah, it's, it's been moving on past a need for Q. And now they just have enough of the liter the, the scripture, that the scripture is alive and it, it's just kind of moving in, into its own little in directions. Now, this is a fun one. This is one I found just like just before the show, and I, I thought it was pretty fucking awesome. Uh, so this is called The Scent of Satan. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in August 2021, influencer Madison Vining made a big announcement on Instagram. After becoming one of the top sellers for the multi-level marketing essential oils company Young Living, she said she was quitting. Young Living is one of two of the major essential oils companies in the U.S., according to The New Yorker from 2017. Uh, Their rival is doTERRA. I've never heard of any of these. Oh, doTERRA, yeah. Oh, you have heard of that? huge, man. Yeah, that's like MLM. Okay. Uh, Well, Young Living is their their rival. I don't know who's the king. They both claim to be the king. Um, They both reportedly reach $1 billion in sales annually, and serve millions of customers. So Vining, 
who worked for Young Living for more than eight years, had reached crown or royal crown diamond status. Uh, sellers with that status make, on average, over $1.5 million annually or 137000 a month, uh, according to the company's records or what they say. Uh, so naturally, people wondered what would drive anyone to leave that much cash on the table. And for months, no one knows. Viney went dark. But uh, she eventually broke her silence and revealed why she left. Satan and his demonic influence. Um, of course, and then that, that statement set off a chain reaction spraying other MLM shills to drop their essential oil cabal for more holy endeavors. And uh, that, I mean, that doesn't really quite explain it. So I'm going to have her explain it for us. So she actually Ooh. eventually took to Instagram to explain specifically what, how Satan was uh influencing or or had how he'd gotten his his gross tentacle fingers into the company here you go yesterday evening i got something in the mail this book from young living and it is uh written by their rcd of royal crown diamond the forward is by ceo and uh mary young she's the ceo that says to dear diamonds um this book is honestly one of the darkest uh, most demonic books that I've ever had in my house. But I knew that I had to share this. Um, the things that they're saying for people to do, basically a seance with oils. One of the quotes that you're supposed to say as you put these oils on you, um, and I quote, I am the resurrection and the life of my lineage. There is nothing more false than that, um, than taking Jesus out of it and putting yourself in there and putting uh, yourself as Jesus that's just, so dark and demonic and believers you have to know that this is written in black and white and handed down to people you're supposed to hand this down to your team and put this in their households and know that this kind of stuff is a slow trickle you let this into your house and it will completely ruin you so that was her her first um but point. aren't you the resurrection and the life of your lineage i mean like if we're gonna go with like egg situations and <laughs> just saying nope jesus it's jesus, jesus. It. sorry yeah, I don't know if you've heard of a young man named Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let but, me tell uh, you about a young man named Jesus Christ. <laughs> you should look into it. I have to yeah. say what surprised me most about this is that, like, as far as I know about essential oils, they're pretty, pretty firmly meshed or, like, intertwined with New Age kind of bullshitty stuff like that. Not those oils. No? Are they just pure capitalist no. oils? Like, just, just yeah, denuded like, of any... Those are yeah, MLM like, Hun oils. Yeah, put it, put it on, put it, put, rub a little peppermint under your nostril, and you'll cure your cancer. Those are anti-vaxxer oils. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, well, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess in that case, it would be kind of coming out of left field if uh, all of a sudden some new age stuff showed Those showed are up. Little dabble do ya oils. <laughs> little dabble do ya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, here's another inflammatory thing from the book that, according to Miss Viney, another one is. So false as well. Um, Jesus <laughs> taught the use of oils to the disciples, not the masses. Um, Jesus didn't do that. And the fact that his name is in this book makes me just... Another one is, um, I am sovereign in my God self. So we are little gods. Again, so false. Um, another one is, I am the brilliant mind of my creator. So we are God's mind. Frankincense and myrrh. I'm just going to say frankincense and myrrh. What are those? 
Well, there's also chrism oil uh, that they use for yeah, anointing uh, in fucking in oils. Yeah, yeah like. Uh. <laughs> uh, it's not in the book, though. It's not. It's not. I mean, like frankincense is and myrrh are, but you know, whatever. Those are those are oils. <laughs> are they? Are they? Or are they just spices? Yeah. They, they... I mean, everything that's a spice can also be an oil. No, not really. Some spices are just spices. Well, yeah, some spices. Like nutmeg. Aren't just there's no such thing as nutmeg oil. There is actually nutmeg oil. No, oh, so I didn't see it, wrong. so it doesn't exist. <laughs> the world well, is flat. you need to go to doTERRA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's hilarious. I do have to say, like, I, the satanic panic is very much back. I mean, Q pretty much totally. did that. But so I, I, 80s. It was very 80s, but it never left. That, I, I, and that's why I was so surprised when I saw, when I heard it coming up in Q. And so, in uh, me being spoken so openly uh, by other people, like, and they, they were, it was more revelatory when people would say it, like, oh my God, Satan, the Luciferians, they're, you know, like, didn't you know? Like, oh, I thought we were past this. That's what I was thinking. Like, oh, we're, we're back to uh, satanic pain or uh, ritual child abuse. That's what we're back to. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, we are. We're very much back. Like, the, there's a spirit war going on. And um, again, I like these kinds of crazy, scary. Because it's nostalgic. I guess so. But I also like the idea that people, I like this idea that people in their belief are manifesting a completely alternate reality to my own. Because to them, the devil is a guy <laughs> or I don't know, a spirit. <laughs> it's like a dude. It, it's a, it's a, well, it can be, you know, like uh, it, yeah. it's just th- it's an actual thing. And it actually like fucking like writes books and <laughs> sends it out to, to your royal crown, uh, you know, membership. And is trying to use oils to steer you away from divine paradise. And that's real to them. That's like a real fucking thing. Instead of just seeing things as like, oh, okay, this is just someone's, someone's really mouthing off about their new age hobby. Thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. Uh, but no, that to them, it's, it's like a cosmic battle. On Witch Talk, there was uh, this video <laughs> that was basically like, you know how the premise of, uh, what's that Karate Kid TV show called? Karate Kid? No, the TV show. Cobra, t- no. Cobra Kai. There you go. How Cobra Kai is basically like revisiting the narrative of who's the bad guy and who's the good guy. So on Witch Talk, there is this whole revisiting the narrative of who's the good guy and bad guy between Jesus and Satan and like the Garden of Eden and all that shit. And it was kind of interesting. It was like... Basically, the snake was the good guy and the snake was like there to like help. Um, anyways, but yeah. Uh, do you realize that you're essentially recapitulating Gnostic philosophy? This is I mean, this is older than TikTok. Uh, this is actually the first. I think, I think the reason why it's, that's probably why. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I feel like <laughs> I do feel like there's times when I when when you send me these TikToks and people are like, hey, did you know this and this and this? And I, there's this like this inner gatekeeper in me that's like the same the same guy who, when I was young, didn't want anyone listening to the same music as I did. Uh, mm. It's like shut up, you're not worthy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's the same. I have the same feelings when I see like like things like this, or it's like the one you sent me was called like, yeah. about the Monroe Institute. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know about the Monroe Institute. Blah blah blah. They're young, and right. I also just never was into this shit. So. But that's a great thing, though. I think, that, and it's also I feel like it it really hits the point for me that like history it it the memory hole is almost a good thing because it's so short it's actually shorter than i actually thought it was mm-hmm. like the memory hole is, is is it's not about like ancient history ancient history is ancient history no one's gonna come br- bring that back but just even stuff like in the 60s 
like people are coming up like, did you fucking hear about this? <laughs> uh, it's like, yeah, like maybe because I was I grew I'm older. So I've had time to like, you know, digest just shit. But to see that it's coming back up and it's like people are having those revelations of, uh, you know, like, oh, wow. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of those going back to like your music thing, though. There's a lot of that with songs. And I'm like. Like, there's a whole bunch of, like, videos. Have, do you know these songs? And they're like, fucking, <laughs> yeah, I, I fucking know those songs because those were top 40 radio songs. <laughs> right. And they're like, who remembers this? And you're like, it's like, look around. It's like, yeah, I remember that stupid song. It was on the radio all the fucking time. <laughs> In this song, the singer says, God is a woman. Can oh. you believe it? <laughs> But it's weird because in this never song, the woman's riding in a subway asking, What if God were one of us? That's oh crazy. <laughs> I actually haven't heard that one yet. And so somebody's going to discover that. Oh, like, I'm, putting it, on, like I'm putting it on there. Put a pin on that one. <laughs> hey, can, any young millennials listening to this? Not millennials, Xennials. Okay, whatever. I, I don't even know how they, they're just. People just keep coming out of the woodwork. Fucking, we're running out of letters. We've run out of letters. We're just going to do numbers again. Gen Alpha is the next one. Oh, there we go. Yes, resets. <laughs> uh, getting back on track, the, the Gnostics, specifically the Cathars, believed that Satan was the good guy because he was the one saying, hey, you're two slaves uh, working for this guy, this God who says, don't do this, don't do this. Because what was the tree of life? It was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And if you don't know the difference between good or evil, then you're not really alive, are you? You're just a slave. So the the snake, Lucifer, brought light to the Adam and Eve yeah. and freed them from their slavery. And that's why the Gnostics also believe that God was known as, something, known as something called the Demiurge. And he was this evil monster because he split off from wisdom, known as Sophia, and he said, I want to be like a God too. I want to be like Sophia. So I'm going to make a world where I'm its God. And that's why the Cathars were constantly saying, kind of like the Matrix, they were saying that this material world is not real. It is an illusion. We are truly luminous beings. And you have to remember that and escape this real world, this simulation and return to Sophia. So yeah, they, those guys were, were, were saying it a long time ago. And uh, that's that. This would suck if we didn't include uh, a little bit of UFO news. So an odd orb spotted hovering in the sky by several witnesses in Hawaii was so strange that a pair of fighter jets were scrambled to check out the puzzling object. According to a local media report, the weird incident occurred last Monday afternoon on the island of Kauai when several individuals noticed something seemingly out of the ordinary overheads. Abe Cowitz, who photographed the curious object, observed that it resembled a big bright star, which was puzzling because we shouldn't be seeing stars this time of day. The bewildered witness was not the only one who's scratching his head over what he saw, seeing as others took to social media to wonder about the UFO, and they weren't the only ones asking questions. Um, so after that report was filed, the Air Force got back to everybody. The jets, they flew to the orb. The orb was real. It was there. They definitely chased it down, but they reported back that it was a goddamn balloon. So, sadly, I put that in the show, hoping that this is la this mystery would last a little bit longer. Uh, but it didn't. It didn't survive. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt obligated to share uh, that the outcome of that one. Last, what in the weird topic? 
Havana syndrome. High-ranking Homeland Security officials in the Trump administration say they were overcome with feelings of vertigo, confusion, and memory loss while on White House grounds and in their Washington, D.C. area homes. The the incidents and symptoms they describe are similar to the quote-unquote Havana syndrome that has been reported by American diplomats in foreign countries since 2016. Um... And I would append that by saying that I believe it's actually even older because, again, history. Back in, I want to say the 60s, 50s, I'm not too sure what time it was, the people working in the U.S. Embassy in Russia actually experienced very similar symptoms as what we now call Havana Syndrome. And their theory was that it was a microwave weapon being beamed from the nearby Russian US uh, or Russian embassy and like they were like cooking everyone inside and but the symptoms were strikingly similar so I thought that was very odd but uh what do you think of this new update about uh this latest Havana syndrome being right at the White House I mean it's a perfect target if it's a if it's like if you're able to hit people in their hotel rooms or or in their homes in Havana why wouldn't you then bring that stateside and Start messing with people. But who's doing it? Yeah, that's the question. That is the big question. And in a new intelligence assessment, the CIA has ruled out that the mysterious symptoms known as Havana Syndrome are the result of a sustained global campaign by a hostile power aimed at hundreds of U.S. diplomats and spies. Hmm. Um, so they're saying, no, oh. it's, it's some independent group that's Private just fucking with people. company. <laughs> I mean, we shouldn't rule out the corporations, should we? Should we really be ruling out the corporations? No. They're, 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 no. they're vying nope. for power. They're behind Agenda 45. The nascent aristocracy is stealing. And then the zombies are going to come with the Omega strain. It's all fucking, it's all tied together, people. It's all connected. It's Elon Musk. He's oh, probably God, part okay. of it. He's definitely part of it. He's part of the aristocracy. Well, moving from that, let's test reality with our reality testing segment. This place of torment! Turn over there! Have got warning! <laughs> so, a few months ago, I seen this TikToker post about this crazy discovery on Google Earth. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to go suss it out myself because I couldn't believe it. Anyways, this shit is real, guys. It's located in California, just above Ridgecrest. And as you can see when you scroll in, wait for it. (laughs) There is literally like a freaking ship right next to the entry of this like portal to another dimension looking thing. And if you scroll down and like around, you'll see that there's like military tanks everywhere, like guarding this place. So yeah, like it blows my mind. I really want to know what the hell this thing is. Anyways, after days of like searching Ridgecrest into Google Earth from my laptop, I was literally blocked and I wasn't able to type it in anymore. So I found that really sus. Anyways, a few weeks went by and I was like, you know what, I'm going to try it again. So I tried and this time it worked. So as I kept looking, I discovered that Area 51 is actually very close by. Some other weird things that I found um, near this Ridgecrest area to the right is some like red looking pool. Looks like a bloody pool of blood. Bloody pool of blood. Um, But yeah, it's like hidden behind (laughs) these sort of like mountain tops. And then you see like a helicopter pad for landing, some helicopters, some cars and vehicles and some more tanks. And if you go up this thing this circular thing looks like a bloody landing pad for ufos and literally right near it are like actual underground bunkers so yeah creepy stuff guys 
anyways after months of trying to search about what this thing is uh, on Google I was then uh, hacked on my laptop out of nowhere when I started getting really deep into this stuff and um, yeah now my laptop is pretty much stuffed so yeah I thought I'd come to TikTok and ask and see if anyone knows what the hell this is so Tiwi hmm. you added this to the channel um, what about it uh, struck you as uh, strange stop I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Sus. What? 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 What struck you as sus? Yeah. What was sus to you? It just was interesting. It was interesting. I'll give you that. Uh, I. I try. Th this is part in my neighborhood. This is in my neck of the woods. Uh, the the nice south southwestern desert. So uh, there's a lot of weird shit out here. A lot of stuff that doesn't make any sense. And if you get onto a Google map, uh, you can find some really interesting stuff. I went back and I looked at the Google map because I was also like, what is that shit? Because the thing she describes as a portal is quite weird, and I still don't know what it actually is. Uh, but it's right there on Google. If you go to, if you type in Ridgecrest and just pan to the north, um, you will see a weird-looking. Um, it looks almost like a Google place marker, but it's like jet black, and it has like a fork, like a two, like a two tines um, forking out of the bottom. It kind of looks like. Um like the millennium falcon you know yeah like a like yeah a sleek black like like ferrari yeah. version of the millennium falcon yeah <laughs> right right without the without the little cockpit pod on the side yeah yes. so there you go yeah um so that was like okay that doesn't make any sense and this yes there is right next to it there is indeed a tiny little ship a little boat um i can't tell for how big it is in real life um, because the, but then there's, you know, further South, there are little like placements of these little tanks just sitting there. There's tanks with their turrets pointing in every di which direction. Um, like that's bizarre. Sus. Yes. Yeah, sus. It's super sus. And so I actually started kind of scoot, you know, scooting around on the map, looking for other stuff. She, for some reason, didn't actually seem to notice what I thought was probably even more sus, super sus was that, that just to the West of the the portal was this like evil looking hexagram and it had to have been gigantic it had to be like it's like massive you know several several feet wide so maybe 100 feet in diameter hexagram um it looked you know it, it looks very luciferian looks very occult and i was very interested and i was like what the fuck is all this shit sadly and i know tiwi has said don't read the comments i started reading some <laughs> comments Mm. Uh, and people are explaining that like, oh yeah, this, uh, that thing that looks really cool and satanic, that's, a that's a mock SAM site, a surface to air missile site, um, that pilots use to, to practice with. And then you start putting things together and like, oh yeah, that's right. Cause, uh, then you scroll around, you find some buildings with giant, uh, missile holes through them, concrete things. And then you're, you kind of look at it and realize, oh yeah, these, this is a test site. And then you scroll back down to the bottom. There it is. The VX-9 and VX-31. It's the China Lake Weapons Training Base. I'm like, oh, boo. We almost had something here, people. We almost had something. So close. You read the comments, though. I know. I, it was alive for me for a little while. I was like, oh, my gosh. What is this fun little thing? Because there's a lot of weird shit in the desert. There's a ton yeah, of is. weird shit. Um, so I thought shit. this could have been a fun thing. And I often thought, I even thought for a second I could drive there. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I'll just get a drive to this thing because 
it is literally bordered by there's like, I mean there's probably giant fences everywhere but it, from from Google it looks like you could just like just take this road and drive straight to the portal I'm like <laughs> why isn't anybody doing that I did find there's a I think it was called the Golden Ranch it's a trailer how what do you what, what do you describe a trailer that you tow a towing trailer trailer yeah yeah well someone apparently is marketing that as probably like an Airbnb they're calling it like Golden Ranch I want to say and mm-hmm. uh, now I want to stay there and it's right next to the portal. So that's it's right. It's I mean whoever if you're at the port if you're at the, at the Golden Ranch, uh, our, our trailer, Airbnb trailer, you can probably see what's going on at the portal and see if anything comes out. Because we still don't know. I mean, we know that they're they're probably testing weapons there, but we don't know against what things could come out of the portal. Like she said, UFO landing strip, and they 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 could be shooting that thing. You know, chasing it. You never know. Sure. <laughs> Uh, lastly, I'm just going to leave you with this one. Fun one. Uh, someone actually dug into the note or the, what do you call it? The, the, the terms and conditions of the Peacock network. And they discovered that the entire recipe for Kevin's famous chili, uh, is inside the terms and, and conditions. Kevin's famous chili. Oh, from, uh, the office from the office. Yeah. Kevin's famous chili uh. from the office. Um, and I guess it says that's funny. Yeah. It says, uh, at Peacock, we don't make promises we can't keep. So please see below for the chili recipe inspired by Kevin Malone's legendary family dish, which he so memorably, memorable, memorably brought to Dunder Mifflin on The Office. And it goes into literally talk about like four dried ancho chilies, <laughs> two tablespoons. Oh. And yeah, and then directions, tear ancho chilies into pieces and on and on and on. Gently uh, reheat, gently to taste and add salt if necessary. So yeah, there it is. It's uh, that's 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 good news. That's actually useful news. You know, if you ever wanted to have an experience, an office experience, there it is. It's right for the tasting. So with that, here's some parting words. This is genius. Putin declares uh. a big portion <laughs> of the Ukraine of Ukraine as independent. Oh, that's wonderful. So Putin is now saying it's independent. I said, how smart is that? And he's going to go in and be a peacekeeper. That's the strongest peace force. We could use that on our southern border. That's the strongest peace force I've ever seen. They were more army tanks than I've ever seen. They're going to keep peace all right. All right. That would be unfair to leave you with that. So I'm going to leave you with something from Jameson, the time traveler. That oh, should dude. just leave, make everyone happier. Hold on to your faith. Educate yourself as intensely as possible and keep an ear to the ground and keep an eye on what's happening. And act, and don't be afraid. And with that, Far Off Topic is produced by myself, Jackson Tiwi, and edited in the stillness of the encroaching night by your host. You can contact us on Facebook. Probably not. Actually, I don't... I mean, I, I'll put that there, but... <laughs> I never check. <laughs> uh, you can... <laughs> maybe you can, maybe you can. <laughs> maybe you can. Maybe you have been. I don't know. <laughs> At Far Off Topic Show and Far Off Topic on all the other socials. You can reach me via Twitter at Fiasco Jones and Tiwi at Tiwi Says Stuff. Jax can be reached at Captain Jax458. That's K C A or C A P T. My brain stem is going crazy. <laughs> this oil. At C A P T J A X 458. Because you had to make it hard on everybody. Clips from new episodes will... I don't know. They won't. That's not going to happen either. (laughs) 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 If you'd like to... 
If you'd like to support the show, feel free to comment or rate. Most of all, thank you for listening. And until you hear from us again, so mote it be. So mote it be. So mote it be.